Let me take a moment and talk about Riverside.fm. It allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video. When you need to record audio and video, Riverside.fm can do it. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars, to any video content, Riverside.fm. I've got a promo code for you where you'll receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. I'll give it to you twice. The promo code is SHIPIT. All one word, SHIPIT, and you'll pick up a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. Riverside.fm. What's up, shipheads? It's draft day. We got another one coming at you. I got Des back here with me. And the past few drafts kept it pretty serious. You know, going horror genre, going action, movie stars. Pretty on brand with those. We're going to bring some fun. We're going to bring some comedy, some laughter to this next one. We got SNL coming at you. Des, how you doing, buddy? How, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you pumped up for this one? Ready to have some laughs and oh, uh, rock God. down some of this talented cast that we have here to build out our rosters. It is an unbelievable list of talented actors and actresses that uh, we get to choose from here today. I am extremely excited. SNL has been like the cornerstone, the foundation of my childhood, my sense of humor, my, uh, <laughs> my ability to, to think and write in the sense of sketch comedy, you know, some of the, the best comedians, of our entire lifetimes have come through the SNL doors. It's definitely a bucket list thing. It's definitely one of those shows that I want to work on. I came very close last year. I, I um, got called by the casting department at SNL to work uh, in, on a digital short. And a day, the day before uh, I was supposed to go out to, to the city to film, uh, it got canceled. It got canned, which happens a lot uh, in this SNL realm. You know, if you, if you work on SNL, uh, doing anything f- for them. Uh, yeah, y- your sketch that you're in has to get go through several processes of of approval. You know, this this the writers' room, and then they do rehearsals, and then they do dress rehearsal on the day. And sometimes all those sketches they don't make it to the final show, so th- the chance of your sketch getting cut is is definitely a possibility. And mine mine got cut, unfortunately. So someday, hopefully, I get get myself on the show and you know pencil my name in on the. Uh, and the list of legendary names of have walked <laughs> through those doors and had the cameras pointed at them. And we're going to draft with a lot of those people on our teams today. So it's, it's such a fun show. It's such a unique show. Obviously there's been more of those sketch comedy esque type of shows, some more smaller ones that were kind of had different pockets of fans. Ones that still had kind of really prominent comedy actors come up through them. But SNL, just the consistency of it decade after decade, it's definitely that lead horse there. And you just look at their their cultural relevance for how sketches can just kind of be a tidal wave across society and how people are reacting to them on Sundays after the show airs, basically. Obviously, with social media, that's kind of taken over a lot of their cadence and how fans are kind of interacting with the different sketches. But even previous decades, you know, before that was more of that mainstream way they release stuff. 
everyone was talking about it the next week at work, right? Like the May funniest sketches, some of the things that they did. Right. And there's just so many awesome themes with it where you have kind of laid up, okay, here's going to be our host. I think the way they've kind of branded the host spot as different celebrities kind of rotating in has been really fun. You obviously get the lead in work as they're releasing different promos. They get the actual live live show that they're rolling out on Saturday night and you get the musical guests. So a lot of ways that every single week it was like a must-see event, basically. And people were, were talking about it. And you look at some of the names as we look at our talent pool here of who ultimately we could draft. It's who's who of the comedy genre. You're talking like major heavy hitters here. And you and I were, you know, texting back and forth over this week as we we're just starting to research this topic. And not only the names that are primarily known from SNL, but the ones that just showed up for a few episodes or a season and ultimately didn't make it. Like it, it's just insane. The people that have been involved in this, in this show, you mentioned uh, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall, like ones you wouldn't even expect were SNL members at some point. And then obviously yeah, much more prominent yes. names. For sure. I mean, some, some, some of the people that were on the show, whether it was one season, multiple seasons, you know, they're, they're responsible for some of the, the biggest blockbusters in television and movies known to man. You know, they're, they're just, they go through SNL and they come out on the other side they have the careers after it, they have careers during it. And, you know, they're, they definitely look back at SNL as one of those stepping stones that get them to that point in their career. So. Yeah. If we look at the theme of this draft, we're building our own SNL cast, basically. So it's our teams going against each other. Let's kind of lay out the example. Okay, we each have the same time slot Saturday night, say different networks. You're drafting your starting crew. That's going to be part of your cast ensemble. And they're going to be your foundation for all your sketches. And we're pitting our teams against each other. Who's having the most success? Who has the funniest show? Who's driving the most ratings? Who has the most long-term success? All of those. That's kind of what we're looking to build. With this lineup, anyone that's been an official cast member that's shown up in sketches outside of, say, your one-off host, those are all free game. So definitely a big talent pool there. The list, I think I think I have it written down where the total number of cast members, it's about 140, I think. When we look at the, the number of cast members that we can ultimately draft, it's in the 140 range, I think, kind of in that ballpark. 156, and, actually. I just saw, I just looked it up real quick here. Uh, so yeah, probably last season, you know, some additional people that Feature up, cast, bumped it yeah. up. A lot of people, a lot of big names. And I think one thing that's important to wait on here is we're building an SNL cast, right? So you have people that went on to be, have huge movie careers, be extremely su successful in the comedy genre and the industry. How did they translate on an SNL platform? doing more week-to-week one-off sketches. Some people didn't work out. They're huge names. They had success. They obviously didn't work out for whatever reasons. So I think you can wait kind of call outside relevance. Um, they're just overall raw ability and how you can wield that in a show. But I think also kind of balancing that with how did they you know deliver from an SNL format. I think those are all be interesting to see as we're stacking up these lineups side by side. A lot of fun picks we have to, to walk through here. Definitely got to be a good cast here. It's not going to be as quite as intense, I think, as this, some of our previous ones. But uh, you Say know, it's, it's comedy. It's not. It's not supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> it's not Say supposed to be now. too crazy here. <laughs> so we have seven open spots that we're going to work with as our foundation. Those will be the roster spots. Draft order. Daz is kicking it up. Then I have two picks, and we'll continue that two pick structure. 
through the rest of the draft. Then I'll ultimately close it with my last pick. Any kind of overall thoughts on kind of how you're you're approaching this draft? Obviously, the one number one spot that you get some top tier talent, but how you kind of kind of balance that with rounding out the rest of your roster? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you talk top tier talent, I mean, you're you're pretty much looking at the names. The, the, the top of the list for the A-list a, a names on here. You could really go many, many different ways for this. Some of the categories and things, the criteria that I kind of looked for without giving too much of my draft strategy away here early on. No, keep it going. Uh, I want to hear it. <laughs> you know, I, my... Well, I'll I'll tell you what I what, how I let, led into my number one pick, and, okay. and then that we'll go. I'll, that's pretty much that'll give you my you know strategy from there. You know, pretty much. But um, you know, the things that I looked at when I, when thinking of uh, a cast member is uh, a few things. You know, one's longevity. You know, were they were they on the cast for many seasons? Because that definitely shows you know that they have a lot of talent. They they were they were well liked on us, and now they had a lot of good sketches. If Lorne Michaels keeps you around for a long time. Uh, you know, you're going to, you know, you have some longevity there. Uh, you weren't fired after one season or, or two or three seasons. You were there for quite a while. And then, of course, you know, is, you know, what kind of career do they have outside of um, SNL? You know, did did they do just SNL and then they just disappeared into obscurity? Or did they, you know, go on and create themselves, you know, lots of characters, lots of different franchises or different um, different products and different things? And, uh, you know, household names, you know, like, like when you think of SNL, you think of uh, you know, certain cast members and some people have like a very affinity towards like the original cast, you know, talking like the you know 70s, 80s, legendary type actors that are in on that cast lists. Uh, and then you have like, you know, the modern era, you know, you go into like the 90s, the 2000s, and you definitely have like a, a range of casts that are like your favorites and everyone has like their favorite range. So I think I leaned in to my favorite range a little heavier, but definitely so kept an open mind to, so yeah, a few, a few. <laughs> so my first, I get first overall pick and I don't think I wasted it here. I'm going to jump right into it. I went with um, the very classic, very talented, very funny Will Ferrell. <laughs> uh, you have to, you have to be happy about Will Ferrell being on your, on your team. Uh, the man's a, a comedic genius uh, his career outside of SNL just exploded. I mean, he he's had tons of blockbuster movies. Um, he's come come back to host SNL five times uh, since five uh, since leaving the cast. Yeah, so that's technically that's, that's right I don't know if they only... officially count cast members or former cast members of that, but well, I mean, in the realm well, of Tom Hanks, Justin Timberlake, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I mean, good company as a host. Those uh, hosts are have much larger numbers uh, than than Will Ferrell at five. But in terms of um, uh, former cast members who have come back to host, he's actually Mm -hmm. uh, tied for third on the list. Only uh, Chevy Chase and Tina Fey have hosted uh, more times than him uh, since since leaving the show. So uh, five five timers club for uh, former cast member. Uh, He's he was on the 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 show for seven seasons, so a good number of. uh, a good number of runs there. And um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just an iconic, iconic guy. Part of that era that I, I, I find uh, very entertaining that, that, uh, that whole period of time with Will Ferrell, that whole cast. I'm going to do something rare here. I'm going to talk up your pick with you. All right. Cause I, like I, I love Will Ferrell. He would probably have been my number one pick. I feel like there's a small, very small number of people that don't find him funny and just don't get him. But I think for the most part, 
you can't watch Will Ferrell in motion doing his thing, making <laughs> doing what will, makes Will Ferrell great, watching yeah. him cook and just smile and have a good time with him. He's arguably, I think you could say, had the most successful post SNL career. Yeah, consistent. I mean, like the the span of it. We've had some other ones that'll definitely come up that had some big movies. Were definitely like the go to people in the comedy genre, but he's pretty sustained in what he's been able to do. Uh, when you talk about those SNL best of DVDs uh, that they used to put together with like basically the best collection of the quotes, this right. is one I would go back and rewatch all the time. You had so many classic <laughs> ones, you know, Spartan, the Spartan cheerleaders, him coming in as the the devil, the more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell he had some yeah. great ones when they cut in the auditions where he's doing Harry Carey is another great one. <laughs> Harry Carey is great, yeah. Freaking out! I drive a Dodge Stratus. He's got the. I mean, he's got I, the could just, I could keep going. In the hot tub. I could keep going. Yes. The yes. weird couple in the hot tub. <laughs> oh man! I, I, this is what I'm going to love about this cast is we're just going to sit here and reminisce about SNL skits. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so number one overall, I, I feel I feel pretty good about Will Ferrell. So. Yeah, I feel pretty good about your pick too. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wait, wait. What am I doing? Uh, I mean, it, hold on, it, it's hold not on. so good. Um. <laughs> Obviously, you get number two and three, the, so yeah, no creativity there. Going with a no brainer pick with Will Ferrell. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. I think there's a few that could ultimately deserve and make a case for the number one spot. Yep. So I look, I, I see maybe four or five guys that I was definitely leaning for on the top of my list that I think are all arguably in that spot. So I'm happy to have two, three here, try to lock down some of those guys. I'm going with someone that. When you look at just pure talent and power and force that they came on the scene with, and obviously this is a little bit more before my time, but just kind of going back, watching old episodes, watching old seasons, researching the show and just how people responded. I think it's there's so much enjoyment just from that. You're just seeing the length of the run on on the different cast and crews. But I'm going to lock down Eddie Murphy here. Obviously had a very successful career post-SNL. Huge comedy star, had different runs where he was arguably, you know, could be the top actor in Hollywood. When you look at the run of Beverly Hills, coming to America, trading places, all these different things. So pound for pound, just pure talent on the comedy scale. And I think that he's come, he came into the SNL scene and just gave it this, just this pure force that I don't think another actor on that crew has has offered and and the way people responded off of him and just his ability just to kind of freestyle and kind of just drive drive sketches i think he's definitely a unique talent so he's where i wanted to start as my foundation piece for my show solid it's a solid pick as well there for as well um you know one of those early cast members you know very early on in, in the show's uh you know the show's tenure and the show's run yeah i think i think you could definitely get away with him being a, a number one a number one all pick. I mean, four four seasons w- with the show, uh, eighty to eighty four. Definitely had a, a solid career after that. You could definitely say that SNL jumped off his career, and he just just hit the ground running and kept going. So good, and good they, overall pick. I like that. They had kind of like an. There's some tension with him in the show for a while, kind of after he left, and he kind of had yeah. that as he came back and hosted. I think they kind of ripped the bandaid off, and. 
But I think that's kind of part of it. He probably may have stayed longer if there wasn't so much behind the scenes stuff going on. So even just when he was there, Larry the Lobster is obviously a big one, a staple of his. <laughs> but it was... Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Mr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had so many... And I think just his ability to to come on for a sketch and no matter what happens, carry himself and drive laughs. I think there's a few guys that you look at where some people can come in and situationally sit certain type of roles, certain type of sketches perform really well. But there's a few that no matter what scenario you put them in, they're going to be able to handle that. So I think two picks in, I think both those guys, you know, hit that mark. Yep. Solid choice. All right. For my next one here is where I like having two picks back to back because you start looking at who else is going to just scene for scene drive the most amount of laughs. And this is someone they had kind of an interesting post SNL career with some of their movies. Some of them landed, some of them did it. Some that were, I think, beloved comedies. But I'm going to lock down Chris Farley here. You're looking Ooh. at someone, obviously, the success with Tommy Boy. It's kind of a huge fan favorite. But you look at, you think of SNL and especially some of the earlier days with SNL. And there's so many ones that stick out in your head. Chris Farley is probably going to be in that. The Chippendales dancing with him <laughs> and the Botox dancing, doing his iconic Farley. Yeah. You get Matt the- Fo uh, Matt Foley uh, motivational speaker. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Make yourself live in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears, the Brown. I mean, there's so many great ones that- he, when I think he's one of the first few guys that come into my mind and obviously, you know, unfortunately a guy taken too soon from us, it would have been interesting to see his kind of more extended career. But you look at just even the way he approached comedy, he went a million miles an hour at it and, and gave a lot to every single scene, every single sketch. So I think he's just beloved as not only an actor, but a comedic actor. And I think yep. just the talk about the energy people are bringing to the show. I think Murphy, Farley, those are guys I can just roll out throwing any sketch and they're going to be a great foundation to, to what I'm building for my crew. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Chris Farley, uh, you know, five seasons on the show, 90 to, 90 to 95, uh, was fired actually. Um, oddly enough, one of the, one of those few cast members that were fired that like went on to kind of like give a big old middle finger to, to mm -hmm. NBC and Lauren Michaels after like, Hey, you know what? You didn't think I was good enough for your show, but, uh, I can carry my own on all these, you know, movies and other things. So the projects. So yeah. Tommy Boy, uh, Black Sheep, Beverly Hill Ninjas, however you feel about that. But yeah, he definitely, definitely had a to have few successful projects. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the um what they call the SNL curse. I'm not sure if you heard about this or not, but they have this 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 uh this uh mystical thing called the, the SNL curse. There's been a number of uh, cast members that all died before the age of sixty. Chris Farley, obviously one of them. He died mm -hmm. in his thirties. So yeah, it's definitely a tragic thing to lose Chris Farley early on and everything, but who knows what, you know, what his career would have been like, you know, after that, but definitely a good choice. Do you got a good one, two punch to start off your, uh, to start off your sketch team with? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I do too. I, I, again, another one of those things I can't, I'd like to hate on your picks, but I love, I just love SNL too much to, right. to really hate on almost anybody. I, I have to. I have to hate the player and not the game uh, on this one, just because <laughs> Chris Farley would have looked real good next to Will Ferrell. Uh, let me just tell you. So you start throwing yeah. insults at me. That's well, right. Mike, your hat looks stupid. So that's all I got to <laughs> say about that pick. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, that's just fine. But uh, <laughs> uh, I hate you, and you're stupid. <laughs> 
Well, I got uh, two picks in a row here. And again, very happy to to go with some some big hitters here. So another another one of those names that uh, comes up uh, again, original, very early on cast members that uh, has gone on to make a very successful career um, beyond SNL in the comedy world. I'm going to go with one who we talk about a lot in a lot of different casts uh, on this on this podcast series, and that's Mr. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, uh, one of my personal favorite actors, was on SNL for, uh, I believe, five seasons and ha- had a pretty good run there. Lots of good sketches. Again, career went on and j- just just name the movies. I mean, you could just blockbuster, just killer. I mean, Ghostbusters, Caddyshack. You you name it. I mean, one of those just just one of those names that uh, you would want to see on, on a team. So you can't go wrong with, with the classic Bill Murray. Yeah, this is one again. Can't knock it. I'm definitely when I think of Murray, I'm definitely more fixated on his post career compared to like our other specific sketches that are sticking out for me in this. Now, obviously, was you know successful with the cast for a few years, but if you can build a team, a comedy team with Bill Murray in your roster. Right. It's a good start. I mean, uh, you just, just thinking about you just the, can't really the improv going on with Farrell and Murray. And I think the sketches that you have that unravel are going to be your most iconic ones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's those are two heavy hitters to have in the, in the same room together. So um, pretty, pretty happy to, to snag him down early on in the, in the draft. I'm going to go to my next pick. So we're going to let close off the. Uh, Second round there. I'm going to lead off this third round here with my next pick. I'm going to go with somebody that might not at first thought be on your short list to go really early in this in this draft. Okay. But, but don't but don't sleep on this pick and I'll tell you why. Okay. You get me excited. It's, it's it's none other than Keenan Thompson. Okay. Are you serious? I am serious. This is Ke- like your official pick. The, I'm going to lock it in. T- Keenan Thompson. And wow. And let me just tell you, he, you might think this is a little early to take Keenan Thompson, but I didn't he also, have him he, on my board. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, we're, we're doing let, like me a just, let me just Nickelode- throw a little, a little facts cast. at you there, Bull. A little Nickelodeon cast, sure. I'll take down some Keenan and Kel, but listen, SNL. Listen, Keenan. Let me let me just tell you a few reasons why I I, I put this guy so high on my list. Because he does a great Steve Harvey. Let's hear it. What, he what, does, what do you got? He does, do, he does do a great Steve Harvey. You are correct. He's well, he's versatile. That's the thing. He's versatile. He, he's in a lot of sketches. He does a lot of different characters. He's also holds the record for longest running SNL member. He's been on this show for 18 seasons since 2003. He holds the record for most seasons. Right. I feel like yeah. he's been on for like six years. No way, man. 2003 to so current he's just and just mediocre that entire time that's impressive just, listen, <laughs> listen. how does farley get fired and keenan thompson all right let me let me preface this i don't hate keenan thompson on snl he doesn't really do it for me i don't think he's laugh for laugh as funny as some of the other people that we have in the mix here i think that he handles certain characters well you look at you know family feud all those jeopardy i think he can have these different roles that that work well enough but i don't think he's driving the laughs for me so i'm you know, I'm, I'm shocked that he's he, not he's necessarily silently, in this draft but fifth overall you just i, I mean, think you handed me this draft we don't even have to make the rest of the picks 
<laughs> I think I think you're sleeping on Keenan Thompson way too much. This guy has been born and raised in sketch comedy from the Keenan and Kel days. Uh, yeah, Keenan and Kel's great. And all that. SNL's a different beast, my friend. I mean, he he is. Uh, he was born for sketch comedy. It looks he like does, he's smirking in every single sketch. Like <laughs> I watch Jimmy Fallon, you, I'll draft Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> how do you, how do you, uh, how do you not enjoy uh, a little Keenan Thompson smirk? I mean, that's, uh, you know, you know when he's sitting there and he's trying to hold it back and he's got that little smirk on his face and he's trying to make it's other fine. people break. I just, okay. I, well, it, it's fine. But every sketch you have Will Ferrell, Bill Murray is going to be, He's gonna be falling. He's not gonna be able to deliver any lines. It's fine. I it's think, fine. Continue. Know, continue. It's, it's he's, okay. He's an unsung. He's an unsung hero in the in this SNL world. I mean, he, he's a little he's, early for your unsung hero. I I'm, think just, he's, I'm sorry. I'm just fired up. I'm just fired you know, up. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. But you know, he's a he's a utility guy. He can he can do everything. That's 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 the point I'm trying to make. Is he's 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 one of those guys you can throw into any sketch, and he he could he could play a guy on the subway, and he's. He's all in on the character. It doesn't matter how small the, the piece is of the sketch. He's going to come in and he's going to, you know, throw a funny line down and it's just going to add to the sketch. I mean, how do you not love what's up with that? I mean, ooh, wee. I mean, he's got, he's got the sketch with Jason Sudeikis. I mean, that's, uh, I think you're, I think you're a little off on Keenan Thompson, but you know, I, I honestly stopped listening to you after you said Keenan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm just going to jump into my fun. next, I'm going to jump into my next pick here because I'm so excited. I mentioned when I listed out my top tier guys, I had five that were like no brainers could arguably be number one picks overall. And you have that good foundation. So mentioned we have Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy, Chris Farley, Bill Murray. I thought Belushi was a no brain lock for you in that next pick. And he fell to me. So I will gladly take Belushi. And I think I just have this three headed monster of Murphy, Farley, and Belushi that I I don't even need the rest of the picks. I'll take them. I'm going to make the picks. But <laughs> I just think that those are laugh for laugh. Who can just power a scene? I think I have three just complete unicorns when it comes to the comedic world. Yeah, uh, you know. I, I, Has Kenan Thompson ever argue. been called a unicorn? <laughs> a comedic <laughs> unicorn? He could be. He's played everything. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm jacked right now. I am fired up. Um, any, I mean, anything to say about Belushi? I mean, he's a solid pick. Uh, you know, four, pick. four seasons. He, it's not 18, but you know, Samurai, four seasons. Samurai sword. That's all he needs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hate on John Belushi. I can't. I mean, both him and his brother, uh, Jim Belushi, were both members of SNL. Uh, Jim Belushi <laughs> only was on there for two seasons. So, Understandably um, so. Not as big of a Jim guy. He was great in Jingle All the Way. Don't get me wrong. but That's right. <laughs> I think John took a little bit more of the talent on that side. Yeah. I mean, went on to have a, a good film career, animal house, classic, obviously comedy. I just watched it the other day. Again, part of the SNL curse gone too soon, you know, died, died at an early age. We're doing um, revision sister with him and Farley. Yeah. I mean, we, we could be looking at a whole new world if, if both those guys were still around today. So, yeah, but great, great team though. So far you're building up a good team. I like it. Uh, again, nothing bad to say about John Belushi. For sure. Nothing to say. Nothing to say about that at all. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to keep this going. I'm just going to keep hammering away. I'm going to lock this up early so we can just wrap it up and go home. Okay. Yes. Yeah, tie back <laughs> in your day there, folks. Uh, I'm going to take a top female talent. I think who's the top one available. And you look at the show, you look at the format, you're going to need some sketches. You're going to need guys that can improv, that can carry a sketch when things go wrong. You're going to need guys that can 
be flexible to hit upon different types of characters. So that's going to be important. Let's not sleep on weekend update. It's a huge part of the show. It's a huge part of the enjoyment. It's one of so my I'm going to take parts. down what I think is the top female talent available. Get her on my roster. I'm going to bring in Tina Fey. You mentioned Ooh. with five over five hosts talking about Will Ferrell and who's come back right. to host the most time. There's a reason why they keep bringing her back. I think she's had a somewhat successful film career post where she's had some some good funny roles. Her and Polar obviously you know, always worked really well off of each other, but just getting her behind the desk, letting Tina cook for my weekend updates. I have that part of the series down, locked in. And then just a really talented uh, female cast member to add to the mix. I'm just loving one through four here with Murphy, Farley, Belushi, and Faye. Yeah, that's up. a good choice. Game over. You know, yeah, she's had a very successful uh, career in terms of writing and producing and, and mm-hmm. making all kinds of, of great comedy, too, um, beyond her own personal performances. So... Um, some, would some definitely say, be a good uh, addition. I got the rich man, Seth Meyers, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, she's she's definitely a solid choice up there for being having her in the writer's room. If you, she's writing sketches with yeah. uh, Eddie Murphy, Farley, and Belushi, that's going to be some high-quality sketches. It's going to be very funny, very well-written. Yeah, I, again, nothing wrong with those picks at all. Uh, so far, I see... I see nothing wrong with uh, with your team. It's, it's a pretty strong, solid start there. Love so. it. Now, I can't wait to see who you're going to follow up Keenan Thompson with. So <laughs> it can only go up from here. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with somebody, again, fit, fits into my criteria. I looked at, you know, fairly good longevity on the show, five seasons. Uh, he also came in and went and was also fired uh, along with Chris Farley. Same mm-hmm. amount of time, five seasons. Uh, unbelievable choice to fire this guy. You know, he went on to have the best movie career, highest grossing box office out of any SNL cast member after that, like in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Now he's got his own contract with Netflix where he basically has a free open reign card to make whatever he wants. (laughs) I'm talking about the Sandman, Mr. Adam Sandler, who also has a very good history with with, uh, Weekend Update. I mean, you you wouldn't have had... You wouldn't have had Opera Man. I mean, you wouldn't have uh, the, the Thanksgiving song, you know, Turkey Lurkey. Turkey you know, Forky. And, uh, Turkey Forky That's right. You know, the, the Hanukkah song, which turned into its own movie, uh, you know, uh, Eight Crazy Nights. The guy, the guy had a career, whether you love him or hate him, the guy has had a career like no other. I mean, you're in the height of your um, your prime. You get fired from SNL. And you know, you just say, you know what? I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm not going to let them be the judge of what I have to, to show this world. And he goes out and he makes Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. And he just blows the Mr. Deeds. I mean, he makes it goes out there and he blows the, the roof off of the box office. And he was hilarious on SNL the entire time. I, I still to this day have no reason why they uh, they fired him. But they they saw something different than we, the world did because <laughs> the Sandman makes quality stuff. Now you're getting back on track. That's a good late round addition here. Closing out the fourth round. You got the music value, which you can add. I think it's kind of a unique offering on where you can build sketches around. So you got that going for you. I think, yeah, you look at Farrell, you look at Sandler, just guys that just crushed it post SNL. Farrell, I think, has more like a longer list of top tier comedy films. Uh, Like a richer library, I'd go back and watch where Sandler's a little bit more top heavy, but he's obviously driven the box office numbers. So... 
And yeah, two good good picks there. If you look at um, if you look at uh, Will Ferrell's one of Will Ferrell's first hits too, hit movies, it was an SNL character. It was uh, you know Night at the Roxbury that uh, that was one of his first films that he made mm-hmm. outside of SNL. So you know you're talking you know Doug Butabi, Steve Butabi, you know, and uh, you know that's SNL essentially started his movie career um, with those characters they they created on SNL. So pretty pretty creative stuff there. Well, I think that's some of the benefits when you look at the cast you're building who can translate into even the post career where yes, some of these guys have gone on and kind of established themselves as their own unique thing. A lot of these guys are still tied to SNL and especially if they're taking characters doing it in a movie format, if that's successful, that's just going to help your reputation of your show. So I think those definitely important things to call out. Yeah. So my next pick, uh, I think I have to try to counteract your, uh, your Tina Fey move here. You got definitely top tier female talent uh, from SNL there. But, you know, the like I said, the, the period of time that I enjoy, you know, the most for, for my my personal preference is, uh, you know, in the in the Will Ferrell kind of uh, era, that the time frame when Will Ferrell was just kind of wrapping up his, his career there. And, um, you know, like the early to the you know, late 2000s, you know, 2000. Five, two thousand four, somewhere around there. You have uh, the addition of this female who just, for me, uh, was hilarious every week. There was she had so many characters that she could play, uh, unique characters. Uh, went on, again, went on to have a crazy good film, film career, still killing it out there. And I'm talking about my girl Kristen Wiig. So I'm going to lock down Kristen Wiig for my next pick here. Seven seasons on SNL from 2005 to 2012. You know, you're talking a, a seasoned SNL veteran. She's she's got all these great characters. Target lady, um, the, the the girl with the little hands. I mean, with the, the character has that has that weird forehead and the little hands. Uh, I, I mean, think when you talk about SNL and how it's evolved over the years, that yeah, maybe people aren't sitting down to watch a weekly show as much anymore, uh, but more interacting off of viral video releases, right? And I think SNL's done a great job leveraging those. Obviously, the, the politics sketches they've done have been big over the past few years. But I think one of the first ones that stuck out to me, where I was just going back watching that over and over and over again, sharing that with friends, it was the I don't even know what they label her as a character, but she's like the cousin or the aunt at the surprise party, and they're playing <laughs> out the birthday party, and she's like, "Can you imagine their face?" When they walk in, I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> and that was the first one I remember, like going out, finding that video, sharing it around. So I think that era you're talking about, it, it kind of helped. It's kind of, they had a lot of top tier people in that era. So I think it helped kind of trans transport them oh, yeah. into the next phase for how people digest content and how people work off of it and how people respond off of some of these great sketches. Oh yeah. I mean, you're talking, you're talking the, the, the range of, you know, Andy Samberg and, and Tina Fey was in the back end of that. And, you know, and just the cast members that came out of that, that, that period of time are all just top notch. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone, almost everyone on that, in that cast from like 2005, 2010 have gone on to have successful careers. Uh, you could pick almost anybody in that range. Uh, just about everybody in that, in that era went on to a successful career outside of SNL. And I think Wig and Samberg both left kind of the same time, right? Even Sudeikis in that range. And once yes, that Sudeikis. crew left, it was like, drop down. And people were yeah. like, all right, is SNL, like, did they lose it? I think they're starting to get a little bit more consistent. Anytime they can lean into the politics side, it kind of helps them stay relevant and kind of rebuild yeah, election the, year. Election the, year the cast members. But 
yeah, I mean, talk about Cachot struggling for a little bit after a top tier talent leaves. <laughs> yeah, I go, definitely. I definitely think it goes through waves for sure of like, you know, like the, the cast that meshes really well together and then, mm -hmm. you know, then maybe, maybe one or two leave or, the, and, and then you kind of have to fill in the holes and maybe they aren't as good. Um, but you know, it's definitely, it definitely comes in waves with, with SNL, you know, you've got these periods of time where it was, it was booming. And then you have the period of time where they're rebuilding, you know, it's like a, a, a sports franchise. You gotta, you lose right. some top tier talent, you build, you build up these, you build up these rookies into these, uh, into these MVPs, they move on. And uh, then you got to start rebuilding again. Yeah, interesting to see more of the recent evolution where I think you're starting to see more of like the pre-produced shorts, especially on the music yeah. side and some of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how, like, how the show continues to transform off of live sketches. I think there's, right. there's a certain charm to those, but hopefully we don't lose some value on just the classic improv people that are you know, on there and seeing different sketches un unravel like that. So yeah, that's no, more, sure. more of a tangent, but... <laughs> um, as I start looking at, at the progression of some of these picks, all right, as I, you, as you digress, <laughs> as I digress, I, I think you're starting to get back on track. I think, I don't know if you can come back after Keenan. I think you shot yourself in the foot, hey, the listen, leg, will, the hip. Um, I will stand by Keenan until the, till the end. Sir. Okay. I, I don't think the listeners will, but a tenure, the tenure he has should count for something. Yeah. Two, two picks up, put you in the right direction again though. So I'm going to try to answer those and just keep this huge monster lead that I have. Bring in someone that's, I think, a classic SNL member that had some great characters and was able to translate that into a really successful post-SNL career as well. So I think he checks kind of all the boxes you're going for. I'm going to lock down Mike Myers here. So he's kind of a, a personal favorite of mine. Obviously, he had the Wayne's World sketches. Yeah. I was a huge Austin Powers guy growing up. <laughs> Not necessarily an SL character, but just his ability to jump into multiple different characters, different accents, different things like that, and and really have a lot of fun with him. So yep. I'm happy to have Mike Myers help round out my roster here. Yeah, I um again, I'm not. This I don't think I'm going to get up to a point where I have too much crap to talk about your your uh, picks here. Uh, you, you're talking a good a good tenured guy, seven years on the show, eighty nine to ninety five. He, he's one of those guys similar to uh, Will Ferrell. You know, he he took the Wayne's World sketch, made it into a full full feature-length movie. Um, you know, SNL Studios cool, cool. ran all with right, it. They knew right. it was funny. You know, ha had a had a great character there. And um, when he left when he left the show, he, he just took took off and made all his great movies. Awesome Powers, Shrek. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, he went he went on and and did did his thing, and he just. Uh, one of my uh, favorite Mike Myers movies that gets no love is The Love Guru. Um, uh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, there's just, there's little, the overall as a whole, the movie wasn't great, but there's just like moments like picked out through there that just like, I just, I laugh at all the time. I just like that was like the, the dark age of companies where we had like Love Guru and Don't Mess With Sohan. Yeah, and like Master of Disguise, like all in the same time frame. We're just like, oh, oh man, what, those, what you're talking three great, three great movies that I that are I still I still enjoy. <laughs> right, you're not too turtly enough for the Turtle Club. I mean, again, another the SNL an, SNL alumni from Dana Carvey there, and Zohan and Sandler. So you know, you've got SNL. SNL is definitely. I was going to skip over the Love Guru, but no, that's fine if you. <laughs> I guess if you want to sneakily as a backhanded compliment, bring that up. But I think, if it, I I ever, think it, uh, it's skewed. It's skewed because I have my love for Justin Timberlake, you know, and he, uh, he plays, yeah. he plays Jacques Lecoq, the, uh, uh, the goalie from, uh, the hockey team that he's trying to help. So 
ever have a sketch where I need someone with a Scottish accent, I feel super confident rolling into that. <laughs> Mike, Mike Myers has got you yeah. covered. Yeah. Great. Sure. Serious actor too, you know, and in, in glorious bastards, obviously at the Halloween franchise, which he was great in. So multi-tiered actor. Yeah. <laughs> He played. He had a cameo in um, Bohemian Rhapsody, actually, where I didn't even recognize him for till the second time I viewed the the movie. I He's was doing like, sneaky things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, why? Why does this guy seem so familiar? Holy crap! It's Mike Myers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just so, having fun with it now. Yeah, he's just he's just having a career. So I like that. Uh, I definitely like, I think there's a lot of unsung heroes in that more like that Kristen Wiig era, more that later tier, more ones that were like more recency bias, I guess that that we really had some some good runway with the show. So I think just for more personal picks, we want to get some of those in there. I'll go with someone I just overall, I just big fan of. Anytime he's in an interview, he's in a sketch, I just you know, get a little smirk on my face and I just dropping a line or just, you know, chatting and, and just being himself. I think he drives a lot of enjoyment from it. And I think I corner some markets on some really good impressions with him as well. So I'm going to lock down Bill Hader here. Ugh. Obviously he had a, he's, I think he's, he's primed to have a really successful post SNL career. We've already seen that obviously with the It franchise, Barry on H HBO, I think. And I think he's one that can kind of be a chameleon where he can go in and out of serious and comedic roles. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see his career going forward. But just if you look at SNL, what he was able to do, consistency, talk about someone showing up and consistently being funny every sketch, I feel really confident having a hater as part of my expanded roster. Yeah, I absolutely hate you that you drafted him right here. Cause, <laughs> you could add him uh, number five. I think it would have been more justifiable. I, you could have saved yeah, Keenan. You know, I wasn't going to take Keenan. You should have done that. I, I, should, I should have, yes. <laughs> I probably should have, but play the, good, play the good player. sneaky move. Good sneaky move, taking up Bill Hader. Again, sneaky solid move cast my member. second to last pick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great value there then, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, eight, eight seasons with SNL from 2005, to 2013. Like we talked about that Kristen Wiig, Jason Sudeikis, Andy Samberg, uh, period, uh, you, know, you got Fred Armisen in there, you know, it's just a, a, in my, in my opinion, that's my favorite time frame for SNL. That was like my golden, golden era of, of SNL. I don't think I missed a single, single week in that time frame. I, I watched it religiously all the time with those guys. It was a good source of, of comedy from that era. Um, Bill Hader, I think he holds the record for most impressions done on SNL. I believe Sandberg was close behind him. Uh, and then they had a running joke when Sandberg hosted, uh, an episode and Bill Hader showed up and just dropped three, four more impressions real fast and took the crown back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very, very good impression, uh, artists. Yeah, he does a lot of good ones. A sneaky good writer too. I don't know if you know this or not, but he he yeah. was a writer on South Park. Writers room I'm building with him and Faye. I think it's going to be not only can they offer talent and laughs on the scene, but behind it. Yep. And I think if I'm trying to think of like the order of it, I think he was on like a season or two after we mentioned that wave with Sudeikis, Sandberg, all those guys kind of right. leaving Wig at the same time. I think there was like a season two where he was like carrying it <laughs> as much as he could. Yeah. And like the only one there was like, all right, I'm the only reason I'm probably going to check in on SNL is because Hater is still, still there doing his sketches. So <laughs> right, right. I think he's, I don't know if he gets as much respect as one of those top tier guys as he should. I would definitely consider him in that top tier list there. Yeah. No, he's, he stuck around for one more season after um, Kristen Wiig and uh, Andy Samberg and Fred Armisen left. So he was like the, I think maybe Sudeikis too, same thing. I think he was, him and Hayter both stuck around one more season after the those guys left. And then they realized, obviously, they 
had much bigger, better things to, to, to get on to, to do. And, and they did it. So, um, they've, Bill Hader's got a good, uh, voiceover career as well, too. He's, you know, he's got Claudio, the chance of meatballs. He's been minor voices in, in all, all kinds of smaller things. He was in BBA. inside out. Was he BBA? Yeah, he was in, I don't know. I think sure. he, I, I think he did the voice like noise the for BBA. Okay. That would be pretty, I did not, oh, I, I, no. that's true. I did. Um, it says Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader. I think maybe, yeah, I feel like I remember combo. both those being in the conversation. Um, I think they're both involved, but and then he was yeah. the voice in the Power Rangers reboot for Alpha. Nice, and then and yeah, and then uh, and then like I said, uh, he was in Inside Out. He was the voice the voice of uh, Fear in Inside Out too. So. Yeah, that's right. Another, yeah. He's got he's got the Disney connection. He's got the I'll NBC connection. That. Yep. Yeah. Good solid. The whole wheelhouse. I'm not, why am I talking up your pick anyway? <laughs> What's going on here? All, All right. Two, let, pick, two picks to save you. I think if you get really let's creative here, you might have an outside so, shot, but I think it's, I think it's wrapped up. So you think so? Uh, I you think know, so. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw in the towel just yet. I still have <laughs> throw I still a, few, a few tricks, a few tricks up my sleeve, but you know, I, uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with another female because I think I need, you need a good mix uh, in, in here. And I think you've only got Tina Fey for, uh, for a female in your lineup. Not, not uh, saying that the rest of your lineup is not great, but um, you know, my lineup, uh, the era that I'm looking at, I think I need to, uh, to, to squeeze this SNL uh, cast member in here. I'm going to go with um, Kate McKinnon. Uh, go a little current, current uh, SNL. I uh, respect she's, that. She's uh, she's on the show still currently, obviously right now, um, but uh, been on the season, been on the show for for a little while here. I think. Uh, let me see if I can find how long she's been on here for. I believe it's. Here's how long that'll last. She's starting to show up in more and more movies. Surprisingly, show yeah. up in Bomb Bombshell. Did you watch that? I did. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and obviously, she was in the the, the female Ghostbusters uh, yep. reboot. I, I might have glossed over that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you and a few other people uh, did, did that. Outside as well. of Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> who single-handedly uh, you know, uh, gave that a, movie a shot. Being a big Ghostbusters guy, I, I've I've watched it. It's it's not uh, it's, it's fine. Not my favorite. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm much more excited for the next one. I think they're handling it with much more care. Yeah. So I mean, Kate McKinnon, she's been on the show since 2012, ten seasons, so right up there. Definitely built her career from SNL. You know, I, you, you didn't know who Kate McKinnon was before before she went on SNL, and now she's branching off. Now she's got her own movies. She's you know she's got bigger star bigger starring pieces in, in other movies. Uh, I think she's building herself a good career. Very funny, very versatile. She can play a guy. She can play a girl. She does a lot of politics stuff. She got, she's got the Rudy Giuliani uh, impression like nailed down, pretty spot on. So all, all timer skit with the UFO abduction. With Gosling. Oh my God. And he's just she, losing it the entire time. She, <laughs> That's an all-timer. She all -timer. gets more people, she has more people to break than anybody else, I think, on Farrell's, record. I mean, I think Farrell has that title, but she's up there. But she's close. She's close. She's got, she's definitely got the female At least you got uh, both those. For it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I yeah, like I think that. I'm pretty happy with, with Kate McKinnon there. I'm going to um, round out my team here. Still lots of good choices here. I, I, this one, this one might be a pick that I went with just for again more of my, you know, personal personal love for him. Uh, so you are more so than his, his goatness. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, my boy Bobby Moynihan uh, again. <laughs> another 
Another a serious uh, pick. It is, yes. Did you, did you just want to throw this from the beginning? <laughs> how, I, I, how are you going to say something bad about Bobby Moynihan? Uh, you know, just, nine seasons, nine seasons with the show. Iconic characters. He's got, you know, he's got drunk uncle on weekend updates. Again, one of those, one of those real utility guys. He could, you could throw him in almost any sketch. He's got a great voiceover career going on now outside of, outside of SNL. Duck, he's, he's on the new DuckTales. Uh, I think there's so many iconic people out there still left on the board and you're throwing Bobby in there. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, again, I just, I think it's late in the, late in the game here. Personal favorite, Bobby Moynihan. I, I thought about going Andy Sandberg to be honest, but, but for me, Bobby Moynihan, I, I, I just like him more. Wow. Well, you know, I like to thank everyone coming for my acceptance speech here for the title. <laughs> um, I have one more pick left. I don't even know if I need to make it. I don't, I don't have thoughts on Bobby either way. That's how irrelevant he is to me. Well, <laughs> he's listen, a funny dude. My- yeah, he comes up. But I think you're talking about so many. I mean, you got Chris Rock out there. You got David Spade. You got, you know, Sudeikis that we mentioned a few times. Maya Rudolph, Fred Armistead, like Sandberg, I think would be a good pick. I think, yeah, the list goes on and on. And then that's even more just more recent guys. So I think there's definitely some more older, older crew members that could have helped save you. You know, maybe throwing an Ackroyd or something like that. Chevy Chase, maybe. Chevy, yeah. Chevy, yeah, that's another good one. I mean, I think you had an opportunity to pull yourself in a little bit, but it's it's over. <laughs> Game <laughs> over. I mean, I got yeah, one I like, pick I left like the here. Pick. I like the uh, I like the dynamics between uh, all the people have on my, on my roster here. So we're going to get some good sketches in. Don't you worry. I think you leaned You'll a little laugh. bit too recent with the last three picks there. Wig and McKinnon are great in their own regard, but. You know, do you want a single season team or you want an all timer team? So, okay, all right. I think that that's some some of the weakness there. Let's I got, hear this last pick. I got Let's one hear more. It. I can pick literally anyone, anyone. I can let you pick for me in this last one. Um, I thought <laughs> if about I, if I pick for you, you're going with the one season, uh, one and done guy for sure. Who? <laughs> um, I mean, I could. I thought about polar here. As kind of matching the another great addition on you know female cast member, obviously the dynamic with Tina Fey. I think I have a creative spin here that I wanted to throw in here. I didn't think I needed to pull it out. If I you know worst case scenario break the glass, I was going to tap into this. But now that I don't have to worry about who I threw in here, I'm going to have some fun with it. Take a little creative angle, a little strategery. Bring in Lauren Michaels. Talked about the strength of my writing room. Lauren showed up in a few sketches. He technically counts as a cast member. The yeah, Mr. Yeah. Creator, the mastermind, and hater, Lauren, Tina Fey. Sure, you can roll these people, your entire cast list out on a weekly basis. Have a few guys that maybe be able to carry it, sloppy material. But not only do I have the talent, I have the jokes, the material, the well thought out creative sketches, the recurring acts that it's it's game over, man. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Highest yeah, rated um, comedic sitcom of all time. <laughs> you, I, I don't know I if you make to, it past for one season going out against this roster, baby. Let's go. Uh, honestly, uh, honestly, I want to. I want to say I won this one. I, I really, I really do. I feel like I should have won this one. I feel uh, maybe like coming I, maybe in, I, you had the advantage. I feel like you traditionally yeah. were more of a seniored SNL fan, but you know when I get my I've draft got a research going of SNL, so uh, it's definitely you let one your of heart get in the way. Keenan and Bobby th- shouldn't have showed up in this draft. That might have. It might have. It might have been my downfall. 
I could have probably even gone with a one timer and uh, and 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 still maybe uh, replace a couple of those picks. If you threw in in Downey Jr., I think that would have been a more of a justifiable case. Yeah, I mean the the list is huge for people that were on only on the show for one season for whatever reason, whether they quit or they were fired. Probably they probably got fired more more often than not. They feel like people get fired at SNL pretty easily over there. But uh, I mean, if you look at the list, some of the ones that surprised me. I mean, Damon Wayans. Martin Short. I mean, I didn't realize Martin Short was only on there for one season. That seemed like it seemed a, like it was yeah, much longer. He shows up a lot as like a, maybe like a guest host or um, maybe he just pops in for sketches here and there. But maybe that's why I think he's more involved. But he's only on there for one season. Like you said, Robert Downey Jr., Ben Stiller, uh, <laughs> David Kochner, Randy Quaid, Laurie Metcalf, Rob Riggle, Sarah Silverman, uh, Jenny Slate, Billy Crystal, and Christopher Guest. I mean, these are all Ooh. cast members. Um, so I think, yeah, were, I think if you took some, some angles, like in Christopher Guest in there from an improv perspective, like, okay, I can, yeah. I can get behind that. That's like some, some angles that I wouldn't have thought of as much going like at, look at your top tier picks here. Is there anyone else on your list that like was your short list that you're considering? You mentioned Sandberg, anyone else? So, you know, honestly, I had a few that were intriguing to me, um, you know, Jimmy Fallon was one of them. Uh, I thought maybe throwing him in there because obviously he's had a very extremely successful career, you know, beyond SNL and all the funny sketches he was in within the Will Ferrell period of time. Just laughs from him just cracking up with Ferrell. Just, just breaking, lean into yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Phil Hartman was on my short list. Another another classic guy there, eight seasons. Good good little era from the you know late 80s to early 90s in, in that, that Sandler, Will Ferrell kind of kind of reach there. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely Dana Carvey, like we mentioned him a little bit. He was definitely one that we could have gone with. Molly Shannon, another one. Yeah, I had um, Stegas was on my short list, like a personal favorite pick that like right. I just always love him. Even his movies have been kind of hit or miss, but I've always just enjoyed him on the, on the screen. So yeah. he's one I wanted to put in. But when you look at like a seven roster spots, obviously some people kind of get left out. Um, yeah. But I think if you jumped on Hater early, that's one where I'd have to you know, try to answer with that. You know, do I bring in someone like Jay Farrow or something like that that can corner that impression market? Um, you know, some other guys. So a lot of these other ones would have been more off of like reactionary picks based on how your team was constructed. Right, like Dan Aykroyd or uh, mm-hmm. someone, someone like that. You know, Norm Macdonald, John Lovitz. Yeah, John Lovitz. Will Forte uh, is another one that's like. A, Homer, personal favorite yeah. pick. Obviously, I'm a huge yeah, MacGruber guy. MacGruber, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Chevy Chase. I mean, even though he was only there two, only on there two seasons. Uh, same thing. He he would definitely could have been one of those ones that could have been on the list for sure. Yeah, I, he could be in the conversation with those top tier guys that are just like so just raw talented that you can work off of it. Yeah. This is a good one. Um, I think you don't even need the fan boat. We'll throw it out to the audience and in our Shiphead Nation group on Facebook <laughs> to do the official voting on who won. But I think it, it's pretty hands down at this point. Um, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Keenan Thompson and Bobby Moynihan's fan base to just step right up here. Just uh, you know, p- put a call to arms on social media. Uh, ha- hashtag. Uh, I will gladly open up that up. challenge. <laughs> I'm going to need some votes, Keenan Thompson. I'm going to put it on your Twitter or something because we need to, we need some votes, buddy. 
Yeah. So that, I mean, I think you were coming out cocky in these first few drafts claiming, oh, I'm undefeated. Um, I, I still don't think that's the case, but I think these past few <laughs> starting to <laughs> lay down the hammer here. Um, yeah. We got some fun ones coming up with you and I on the books. I, we're going nostalgia uh, with, with some of these upcoming ones going in some Absolutely. late, you know, eighties, nineties, cartoons, animator route, maybe some X-Men, maybe some TMNT. Ooh. I don't know. So if you're a fan of the nostalgia, you're up in that era, definitely, you know, keep tabs on this. We'll be releasing them. You can see some more beatdowns that I lay on Adam on a recurring basis. So that's always a good time. Mm, yeah. And that brings us to the end here. Looking at the lineups one last time, we have team winner, Eddie Murphy, Chris Farley, John Belushi, Tina Fey, Mike Myers, Bill Hader. Let's get Lauren Michaels in. Maybe a few select spots. Leverage him in the writer's room. Loving the, loving the breakdown I have here. Well, you, you can call yourself whatever you want, but Team Awesome over here uh, has got all the numbers. You've got Team uh, Awesome, Will unforgettable. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> record holders. We got record holders over here. We got Will Ferrell. We got Bill Murray. We got Keenan Thompson, the longest tenured SNL cast member. Uh, Adam Sandler, the highest grossing box office winner. Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon. And yes, Mr. DuckTales, Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> Shivering in my boots after that Bobby drop. You should be. You should be. Huey, Dewey, and Louie on your ass. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, you'll get them. You'll get there eventually. Don't worry. Just keep trying. <laughs> I just can't wait to see the percentage vote on this. All right. Well, I'll... That's all right. I'll... Uh, I'll you know, don't want to beat a dead horse. So I'll look to wrap this up now. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. I expect a better showing. Go back to the war room. Get your scouts together. Start preparing. Get your board ready. And uh, it's a good thing this this show was about sketch comedy because you're funny. You're funny guy. <laughs> That's the funny guy. That's All right, buddy. Funny. That should do it. Catch you on the next one. Appreciate it. All right, one. Yep. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.